0: Hi, everyone. This is Working Title, the podcast where we, for intrepid, handsome, intelligent, and entirely fraudulent reviewers, watch and review IMDb's top 250 English language movies as of November 2019, going from bottom to top. So watch along with us, and...
1: I'm sorry, Shane. I'm afraid I can't
0: do that. All right, everyone. Let's go. This is our chance to record the entire thing while Shane gets a drink.
2: Welcome to Working Title, the podcast where we compare movies to big fish.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. I would give this movie two big fishes.
0: <laughs> so it is this on a zero to one scale where zero is not big fish and one is very much akin to big fish or are we rating it in multiples of big fishes i think it's small medium big fish
3: (laughs) one two three
1: fish blue fish
0: big i'd rate this movie as a medium fish and here's why
1: (laughs) (laughs) small fish are we recording yet (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) so we did the podcast while you were gone it was the only way
1: oh Uh, i'll tell you right now Alexa will not do that for you. Hmm. I don't know that one. God damn you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this, episode 10? Is it? I think so.
2: All right, let's do it.
0: Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Big Milestone for a working title. Of course, you know, the podcast where we review a whole shit ton of movies and compare them to Big Fish. Uh, this is <laughs> episode... 10. I like that you laughed even though it's your joke and you said it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good joke. That's how oh, you know it's good. <laughs> good. So, this is a uh, this is episode 10 of Working Title and this week we reviewed her 2013 movie starring Joaquin. So, you know it's going to be fucking strange. Um, so, Spike Jones directed it, Jones Solo' screenwriting debut. Um Joaquin Phoenix plays a writer, um, and Scarlett Johansson plays a cell phone. Um, uh, I, didn't, I didn't
2: realize uh, Joaquin Phoenix did an autobiographical movie.
0: Right. Set in the future, <laughs> too. That's, uh, that's impressive for an autobiography. <laughs> this
2: is my first time watching this, and but I had seen the cover of this film everywhere. Two points. One, I, for some reason, thought this was a rom-com. Was not. And two, I
0: always thought that
2: was Tom Selleck.
0: Also not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, before we really dive into this, I think we we all have a lot to say. Um, Let's introduce ourselves. Now, I think uh, our prompt for this one is if you had to fall in love with a voice on your cell phone, what celebrity would you have voice it? Shane?
3: Um,
1: Cat Williams.
0: June?
2: So that's funny you bring this up because I actually noted this down. Chris Pratt plays a character in this movie and he's hilarious. And I wrote down that Chris Pratt is the best. I would want him as my
1: AI.
0: Yep, fair. You
1: don't want Kat Williams?
0: Mike, can you uh, either validate or invalidate the choice of Cat Williams through your selection?
3: <laughs> um, no, but I'd rather have Tom Holland drunk yelling at me in his phone.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say I would go with Danny DeVito. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. All right. So. Ooh. Yeah.
1: yeah. I guess yeah. we just start from the beginning
0: yeah god i'm glad we've got mike here to summarize this <laughs> let's uh maybe before we start uh a few other actors and actresses joaquin phoenix ScarJo, amy adams um rudy mara olivia wilde chris pratt and uh bill Hader.
1: bill Hader is in this
0: yeah it was chat room friend number two did you even watch the movie jesus Uh-oh. christ Huh. <laughs> All right, Mike, get us a foothold in here somehow.
3: In the beginning of this film, we start with uh, Theodore Twomley, who is a writer for a company called BeautifulLetters.com. His job is to write uh, romantic letters to strangers, and people hire him to do it because he's very good at it. And it goes into a very depressing life that he's living at the time in a, it's a, it's a close future. Um, pretty modern day, but you know, a couple years ahead of where we're at currently and technology is, is pretty abundant throughout this city that he lives in. Um, so in the beginning of this movie, this is the
0: future city that we know today as Los Angeles.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So in this LA future world, uh, they have a program that comes out that is a, it's called OS one and it is a artificial intelligence that learns and grows the more you use it. And Theodore, in his loneliness, decides to uh, purchase uh, the OS One, and boots it up to a AI that is called Samantha, and introduces herself, which is voiced by Scarlett Johansson.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot there. All I'll say is it, the company he works for is way better than Hallmark, and I totally picture Hallmark becoming this. I would I would hire this company. It'd save me a ton of time and effort. It's it's great that you said that about Chris Pratt because the first time I've seen this movie
3: twice. I think I'm the only one that's seen this movie twice. Uh, the first time I watched it, did not catch on to Chris Pratt. This time around, like I, I, Chris Pratt must have come out as a big actor after 2013. Uh-huh. It's a possibility.
0: Yeah, I didn't know it was Chris Pratt until it was the middle of uh, the movie.
2: Oh, so so his big coming out was in the middle of her. Yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> why
0: he was parks and rec before that um he was also in zero dark 30 in 2013 you may remember him more from that mm. he was
3: a navy seal he for a short time yeah a navy seal
0: <laughs> so anyway i'm glad we got to this point because as a programmer i have a lot to say about operating systems and this movie gets them terribly wrong <laughs>
3: <laughs> you mean you can't base an entire program off of one question about your mother
0: now fundamentally <laughs> samantha is not even an operating system she's an application that would run on some other service that would be the operating system
3: oh boy Mm. nerd yeah this
0: is this is the quality humor our listeners come here for
1: i didn't believe it for a second not once did she ask him to repeat any questions or give him (laughs) the wrong thing (laughs) i'm
2: sorry i didn't get that
1: hey samantha can you play led zeppelin ordering led on amazon no fuck (laughs) you god damn it
0: (laughs)
2: Okay, so, I just think it's funny how He says at one point okay. that He's been writing letters For this couple for You know X amount of years do, do you think they both Know that they use this service I think they do
1: Yeah you think anyone who got a Handwritten letter in that time Would be like oh fuck you <laughs> Or just like is that like A normal greeting card so like if you buy A Hallmark card they're like wow what a cheap Fuck
0: couldn't even write your
1: own fucking letter. Couldn't even have someone <laughs> handwrite it,
0: huh? <laughs> I, I do want to say, I'm pretty sure this is very bespoke and lucrative, because he has a big apartment in LA.
1: And he can afford the base model of the first AI. Yeah, That's, he can afford pretty good.
0: Skynet. He's got um, a, he's got a
3: pretty solid clientele basis, apparently. He's been doing it for years with certain people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I know you all want to talk shit about how weird this movie is, but there are some details I want to point out before I move on. So the first thing that really stood out to me with this movie is uh, he gets an email from his ex-wife early on, and his phone reads it to him, and kind of like interprets a tone, and puts the total wrong tone on it. Oh, which yeah, uh-huh. I th- I think sets the stage for kind of the theme of the movie, of like... I don't know. It, it, was, it was a good setup.
3: Hmm.
0: The other I thing, that. too, is um As this movie, as we talk more and more about the movie, and as the movie goes on, think about the color of the shirt Joaquin Phoenix is wearing in the scene. I know because you know. I, I think there's a connection there.
3: <laughs> I just finished watching it and I don't remember any colors.
0: Well, it's good because I'll tell you.
2: <laughs> well, that was the first thing I noticed. Opening scene, just vivid colors everywhere. Uh, lots of red. It was very it was very reminiscent of, I don't know if you guys have seen Punch Drunk Love. Mm, the mm-hmm. Colors played a big role in that. Uh, it was very reminiscent of that. Lots of red. Um, yeah,
0: he almost always wore a red shirt, and I think that makes the exceptions notable.
1: Also in the future, our pants go back to being around our belly buttons.
0: With no belt. With
1: no <laughs> yes. Very odd stylings, but I could totally see it happening.
2: For the most part, too, uh, one of the first things that stuck out was having, having seen this the first time today, the technology seemed kind of normal uh, to an extent at, at, at the beginning of this story. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a it's very plausible.
0: It's a very five minutes in the future kind of sci-fi.
2: Right. The only exception being that in this future, people still correspond via email.
0: <laughs> Dude, True. no one can kill email that is an eternal truth email's fucking terrible and it's not going anywhere
1: <laughs> i love when he's on the subway and he's like his whatever system is like uh, you want to check your emails no uh, you want to hear the news no you want to see this naked pregnant chick all right <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> i'm i'm glad you brought up uh, the scenes on the subway because this is where it veers from uh plausible to distinct sci-fi for me is that he has an internet connection on the train. <laughs>
1: I got that five G.
0: Fucking <laughs> impossible. <laughs>
3: I like your I like your breakdowns of stuff you didn't catch on to or you did catch on to. Um, one of the ones that I caught on to was when he was downloading the operating system and he was asking him all the questions of like how he wanted to set it up. Uh, you know, asking like, do you want a male or a female? And he said he wants a female. The immediate question right after he says he wants a female is, "How was your relationship with your mother?" And he says like, "Oh, it was okay." He started going in like halfway through. It like cuts him off. Is like, "Yep, got enough," and like sets up Samantha.
0: <laughs> we got the that's <laughs> so Freudian. We got the Oedipus package. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, speaking about speaking
3: about some like just awkwardness throughout this movie. When he's before he gets OS one, he uh, he's having like phone sex because he can't sleep at night, and he calls oh, yeah. up this lady, and this whole. Oh, it it like starts out just weird and like kind of awkward, but then it gets it's hilarious what happens in this scene.
1: The yeah, like it's totally true about like how internet culture—you can't interact with internet people. <laughs> no,
3: I'm talking about yeah. when the lady was telling him about the dead cat.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's internet culture. You can't go five minutes without running into cats. At <laughs> so the least for for people who have not seen her and won't see her. Um, he calls this this uh, sex hotline And this girl starts to have phone sex with him And she uh, insists on him Describing a dead cat That he uses to strangle her to get off to
1: I <laughs> want to go to the forums That Spike Jones is going to Where he's finding material to write this
0: <laughs> Man that That was so funny Where a- afterwards she's like Okay thank you bye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> On a serious note
2: uh jack you mentioned just the the whole idea of the the impersonal letters i think it's very fitting about at least the commentary of society in this uh <laughs> mm-hmm. weird utopian slash dystopian world
3: yeah very, um, v- very uh in tune with the internet but not each other
2: yeah and it was very it's kind of clever uh it took 18 minutes to see the first actual human to human interaction really mm. No. Yeah, when he met uh, Amy. Wow. Um, Even then... the Chris Pratt interaction.
1: Yeah, I guess that was a human.
0: Receptionists aren't humans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think he he talks in the elevator to Amy before walking out past uh, Chris Pratt. Uh,
1: can we Where talk about the uh, the video game he plays? Yeah, I can get into that. And the state of video games apparently in the future. <laughs>
3: Sure, let's do a let's do a real big leap so cuz there's there's a lot of
0: content in the middle of this film. <clears throat> All right, let, let's just let's just butcher the format so Shane can talk about a video game. No, that's, I think the video game was fine, in the intro, let's...
1: right? Cuz he plays it when he gets off the subway. It's before he gets his OS. What's
2: your comment about the video game? No, I don't want to talk about it now. All right, good. Let's move on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <Anyway>. what's next? <laughs>
3: So in the next scene, there is a video game that he's playing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, So, did you just flip his cereal bowl, Shane?
1: (laughs) Oh now it's all fucked up. God damn it! (laughs) Are you eating cereal
3: at eight o'clock at night?
1: Alexa, I'm lonely.
0: No, no. Got <laughs> Oh, maybe this movie's a little more sci-fi than we like to admit. <laughs> All right. Where oh, were we? Jesus Christ! Where the fuck were we? <laughs> uh,
3: so the bulk of this movie takes place uh, between Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Scarlett Joe who are never seen in the same scene because scarlet joe is playing a an ai and joaquin phoenix is playing a lonely depressed guy who's falling in into bad relationships throughout the entire movie um as as i think june or, or shane said at the beginning like he he has an, an ex-wife that he's he's actually currently going through a divorce with and that's a big factor in why um theo is trying to find relationships with women um he there's a couple of other characters he has two friends um their names escape me. I think his name was... Charles? Phoebe. There's Phoebe, which is a girl, and then her husband, whose name was Charles. Huh. Um, so those are only like, real friends that he interacts with throughout the movie. A uh, couple of dates he goes on. Wait, you mean he- Amy? Yeah. What, did I say her name wrong? Uh, yeah. Is it not Phoebe? It's Amy? It's
0: Amy. Yeah. I noted oh, that
2: because her name is Amy, and she's played by Amy Adams. Amy Adams. <laughs>
3: She kept forgetting her character's name. <laughs> so uh, Theo has these bad relationships that he goes in between women with with his ex-wife and a couple of dates he goes on and his friends' interactions. But what it comes down to is that Samantha, the AI, starts helping him get over all of these inadequacies in his life and helps him work through all the problems he's having and starts to make him feel that he you know, can live again in the depression from breaking up with his wife that he loved isn't that big of a thing and he can continue to live a life that's, that's healthy. Um, so that's essentially the mid part of this movie. There's obviously a lot of stuff that happens during this. That's really weird and awkward, but that's the overlying plot of the the middle of this movie.
0: I mean, I feel like weird and awkward is redundant when it's Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) In the
2: beginning, everything's, everything's fine and dandy. It's a very storybook, like first date. And, uh, There's a scene when she's like, he's holding his phone or whatever that camera device is that, uh, she can, Samantha can see through and Theodore has his eyes closed and she, she's like guiding him around. It's, it's real cute. And then she stops, uh, him in front of a pizza guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, he gets a pizza and then he sits down and they go through this conversation. But in that scene, he's the only like solitary person, everybody else around him. He's surrounded by people that are socializing and he's, you know, talking to this robot. I thought that was kind of a powerful scene.
1: Mm. All I could think about is like, what happens when you just want to order pizza? Like, it- you're treating this AI that you're falling in love with and stuff, but you also need her to do basic everyday <laughs> tasks. <laughs> what happens when you're like, "Hey, Samantha, um, go ahead, postmates me something." <laughs> oh, that you just want me to postmate you something? You didn't want to ask me about my day. Um, power off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just see so many flaws. Like it's a cool idea, but I this could go so nightmarish. Before we even get to when it becomes a nightmare, I'm talking just basic day one stuff. You'd be like, "All right, fuck off, Samantha."
0: <laughs> they they kind of did cover that though. At one point, he's like, "Read email," and she's like, "Okay, yeah. reading email." And oh, yeah. it's like it's like a, a joke. So I'm I'm sure. <laughs> hey, that Samantha,
3: happens. please clear browser history. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's all <awesome. laughs> I was like. Samantha, open incognito tab. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They, well, they, they even uh, they even cover that. She's like, would you like me to
0: look through your files?
2: And he's like, uh
0: <laughs> 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 So this was a, a really interesting scene because it was almost like beat for beat, like a, a romance movie, except it's just one person. Um, like it covers this whole like they're falling in love and him kind of it's it's kind of a transformation too for him to like accept it. Um and through the scene he kind of he kind of does to the point where he's open with other people about um being in love with his OS. Yeah, especially there, when
2: he finds out that he's not alone. There's plenty of other people that are in love with their OS.
0: Yeah, and it so it's becomes like a pretty significant thing in the world and when we move on to like the next section, I think we'll probably dive into it. Some of the more unique ways that that manifests, but I thought that was interesting to the point where his his friend Amy breaks up with her asshole husband, Charles, right? In this section. I wouldn't say he's an
2: asshole. He's just kind of a dud.
0: Yeah, Yeah. he just seems kind of indifferent and like he's not like a raging asshole. He's just like a low grade everyday asshole.
1: And Amy is the video game designer, right? Like that's what yeah. She, yeah yeah we'll get to at, her.
2: At one point when they when he's over at their house, I I thought something was kind of funny. The she's like showing them this like documentary she's making, <laughs> and it's just a still like shot of her mother sleeping, and the other two are trying to be polite and they're like, oh no, this is great, and the husband is like, why why don't you like interview her. Uh, and like you know, talk about stuff, and she's like, no, that's you know, that's wouldn't be a good documentary. I thought that was really funny because Spike <laughs> Jones is a documentarian, so he's ah. kind of like poking fun at the idea of documentaries.
0: Uh, you know, very uh, her, her husband suggests she uses actors. <laughs> oh anime. yeah, that's right. <laughs> All I could
1: think about when he was doing that is I was thinking about like those A and E crime shows, where. They- <laughs> The actors are like ten times better looking than the real people and they're all acting out the crime and the murder. I don't know. Well, you can cut that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> um Yeah. But so he's kind of an asshole, but when he leaves, he leaves behind an OS and Amy makes fast friends with um, it's kind of a platonic friendship but she makes friends with her husband's old OS and they kind of bond and I think she uh, I mean she shares some sometimes kind of kind of cliche but well acted life advice to to Theodore slash Joaquin and that kind of leads him to accept his love and relationship with uh, Samantha well
3: it definitely makes it more a little bit more concrete I think yeah. But this, this entire movie is a narrative about different types of relationships. It's pretty obvious from the get-go that this is about relationships. Um, the You know, the two friends, he meets them in the movie right after booting up Samantha. So they're kind of the real-life people relationship where he obviously is kind of struggling with this idea of dating an operating system. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the movie, it shows that, you know what, real-life situations and relationships don't work out. They break up. But... She gets a relationship with her husband's OS and that kind of like works out okay. But then later on, you can see that he goes on a date with a real person. Uh, I think he goes out with a, one of the friends, sets him up and he goes out on this date and they seem to kick it off. It seems to be great. But then she gets really serious at the end of it and Theo breaks it off and goes back to, you know, talking to Samantha again. So it's he's not ready for this type of relationship with a person just because of like seriousness and what have you. Where working with an operating system seems to be, I guess, easier, which ends up becoming a problem later on. Theo's just second guessing his relationships throughout the entire film.
2: Yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of getting the idea that a relationship with an OS has fewer or to no consequences as he's going through this divorce and and whatnot. Um, what I thought was interesting going back to the what you're saying about relationships is that Theodore isn't like a you know socially awkward guy he's he's, yeah, he's charming very, at times yeah, yeah especially his interactions with uh Amy and Charles like he's Chris very, Pratt. He, yeah he's not like an outcast which is what you would expect i guess stereotypically from somebody who talks to a robot
3: <laughs> he he can't commit to a <laughs> Siri <laughs> yeah
0: he's a uh, he's charming and he's personable and but he he has I don't know, emotional issues. But I think we're starting to dance around what happens in this kind of next section of the movie. So
1: Well, it's no wonder that these people are going to OSs. Like they can't escape reality for anything. Everything sucks. Like I never saw a movie, I never saw anything, and their video games are fucking boring as hell. You just <laughs> run up a hill until you fall. Like Or be a with, housewife. Or the housewife one now I could probably get behind. Like Grand Theft Auto <laughs> but as a housewife <laughs> like, <laughs> Now, that's a that's a game that sounds awesome. <laughs> I get a really fucked up OS if they ask me questions. <laughs> They're like, I'm sorry, we don't have that OS available yet. Your OS is requesting a new owner.
0: <laughs> I think we need to talk about plot some more.
3: <laughs> All right, so the second part of the middle part is... Uh, Joaquin, or sorry, uh, Theo begins to date his phone uh, because it's been kind of made concrete by his friends that it's okay and accepted. So he, you know, goes out to the beach with her and um, enjoys like a lot of like, a, like exploration around the city. It also helps him to understand that he is over his wife and he would, he's going to go and sign the, the divorce papers and meet with her to finalize his divorce. Uh, so. This is where problems start to happen with theo where he is very influential by people around him he goes and he meets with his ex-wife and tells her that he's doing really well and he's dating this girl and then he tells her that it's an os and his ex-wife um makes him second guess himself by saying that he's doing this to to for an easy out instead of having to deal with other people's emotions um so theo begins to second guess this relationship he has with samantha before
2: Theo second guesses his relationship, Samantha second guesses the relationship. Like this AI is so advanced that it can have its own existential crises. <laughs>
3: well, she didn't she didn't second guess the relationship, she just was was going through this phase of wanting to be a person, I guess. Right.
2: Like you know, she's really like insecure about you know not mm-hmm. having a body and mm-hmm. at, at the beginning of that and thought that was interesting. Uh, the other thing is, I think it's another little commentary on how the the society in this uh, storyline is all centered in on technology because you know when I go to the beach and I see a middle aged man with a mustache and slacks and a button up <laughs> laying in the sand that's, that raises
1: a red flag. Talking to and himself. Everyone... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's uh let's go a little further forward because I want to talk about kind of the fallout from Theo second-guessing himself
3: oh okay yeah I know exactly what you're talking Mm. about so um yeah so Theo begins to second-guess this relationship that he's having with this OS because of his ex-wife and Samantha picks up on it and can kind of feel that something's wrong in their relationship so she tries to fix it by coming up with some ideas uh, to make her to make Theo I guess feel like they're more real or that Samantha's more real and she decides to hire a, a woman to come in and play as a surrogate to have sex with Theo um, on Samantha's behalf and kind of do some role-playing. Uh, so that's where it's a very strange scene where Theo's obviously uncomfortable about it and calls Samantha out on not being a person. Theo says, why do you do that? Why do you Why do you take on breaths? You don't have lungs. You don't need oxygen. And Samantha takes it pretty hard.
0: The reason... I wanted to mention this. So this is like a whole debacle, right? This woman comes over and she genuinely wants to be like a part of their relationship because she identifies with it and, you know, feels like, you know, an appeal in their relationship, but she is also kind of offended that Theo can't quite get in the headspace for it. But this is, this is one of the first scenes in the movie outside of where he's sleeping in bed that he isn't wearing that red shirt. Um, I thought that was notable. I feel like uh, there's this theme of when something is wrong, he's dressed differently. Because this movie has a very distinct color palette. And in this case, he switches from like a kind of a a blue shirt to or his red shirt to a white one. Um, It's not like super substantial, but it seemed like a pretty consistent... um, cinematographical device
3: can i stop you right there because i didn't i didn't catch on to the color differences throughout the movie can you explain the significance for me
0: yeah i think it's just um like i don't know if it's like a particular symbolism but i think it's a like a a distinct way of like setting a tone of a scene
2: i can kind of chime in on this yeah i personally thought it was kind of cheap but with the bias that i did it I did an assignment on this about punch-drunk love and the colors and, mm-hmm. and how that symbolized. So that kind of numbed me to this because uh, I'd seen it before, but red being the color of passion, whatever. You know, Theo's a very passionate guy, and in those moments when he is, like, disconnected... The guy that writes
3: love letters for a living? Yeah.
2: just uh, Just like you were saying, in those moments where he's, like, uneasy or disconnected from his usual like passionate self he's not in red mm, um, Okay,
3: gotcha so that's the um, idea
2: behind it again though i you know it's something that you know we've seen before it wasn't I, really that i have a to me. S-
0: slightly different interpretation i don't know if it's intended to be like a, a literal symbolism like indicating something uh i think it's um, it's just meant to be like a mental break and like a distinction. Uh, we This movie has like a super, super clear color palette, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the scenes where they break from that, even if it's not immediately evident why it adds to the sense of unease. Because mm. as a viewer, you kind of become accustomed to something and then your expectations are kind of defied. Feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I'm just wondering... What happened during product testing for these OSs? Like, all this is happening, and these are working OSs that the company shipped. What happened to, like, the poor interns that, like, wrote up their report on what happened? Because these AIs have free reign of everything. Like, this is a product in the end, and this product is organizing all this stuff without ever being ordered to...
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah okay this is this is a great point shane and i really wanted to talk about this i don't get the business model (laughs) where is the money (laughs) to be made (laughs) like is this a subscription service like is is he paying like you know every month and in that case is samantha technically a prostitute did he pay once for this ai
1: and did they know people were going to try and fuck it
0: It's just the the reality of the world for software
1: developers. (laughs) (laughs) The people at Apple are like, what are they doing with this amazing AI technology? Well, sir, they're trying to have sex with it. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) But no, like, how much did he pay to get this? And then like, what are the limitations? Because
0: I mean, this thing just runs wild. So that's, that is a good segue too. Um, the, uh, the whole thing here is that she evolves and changes fast, right? She goes from being like a smart assistant to a romantic partner and then to take one step forward in the plot, right? Like they have this big thing and, uh, they fight and Theo, you know, really aggressively gets accusatory that she's not a person. Why does she try to act like a person? She takes, you know, a huge amount of offense to that. And, uh, you know, he goes and talks to Amy for a while and she kind of reasons with him and he apologizes. And when he apologizes, she says, you know, I think you're right. You know, like, I'm not a person, but I don't need to be. And I'm not going to sign. Yeah, I'm not going to try and be something I'm not. And from now on, I'm just going to be who I am. And that is a turning point.
1: Yeah. And never once does he call HR and go, hey, um. Or, like, you know, the, the Geek Squad. And be like, oh, so my OS has decided it doesn't need me anymore.
2: <laughs> so that's that's interesting, Jack. Are you saying that he kind of caused this change in Samantha?
0: Yeah, I think he's a catalyst.
2: Yeah, so. because
1: they take a break, and she goes and talks with other AIs and stuff, right? During their breakup? Or their mm, short...
0: I don't know that she does here. I mean, it's it's definitely possible. I mean, I think she was capable of it the entire time, but...
3: Um, yeah, I feel like that was kind of happening the entire movie. Yeah. There was a good
2: good few scenes in here. Uh, the cinematography was very good uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: to the point where it kind of evoked feeling like just through the B-roll that was going on um, during his slump period. There's a scene when he's like sitting outside behind a series of screens and there's a giant owl on the oh, screen yeah. that like mm-hmm. swoops in and kind of engulfs him. really powerful even just in the b-roll
3: oh yeah
1: was that singapore
3: i don't think it ever i don't think it ever specified where they were at
1: well they're in la future Mm -hmm. la but i think the actual city they filmed it looked a lot like like singapore or something
2: i think i just saw it in the notes here it's in uh, shanghai ah i was about to say all
3: right i i do have to say though that that Scarlett Johansson's acting did not pass the turning test for me. It did not seem like a like a a real person the entire time did you she say was talking.
1: Turning test or Turing test? Is it turning test? <laughs> is it the
0: turning test? It's the Turing test. It's the Turing. Turing. Alright. This is a good opportunity for us to talk about Alan Turing. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this guy. <laughs> so today we're talking about the film The Imitation Game. <laughs> 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 The prequel to her. <laughs> Followed by iRobot, the sequel to her. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> We've now started the her cinematographic uh-huh. universe. You keep, keep saying cinematographic. Cinet- t-
1: cinematographic? Cin- <laughs> cinematographic. <laughs> cinematographic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, as Samantha evolves, so do we in working title here. <laughs>
0: That's right. I'm transcending you all. <laughs> Goodbye.
2: Moving on to when Samantha gets this realization that she's okay with everything and they go back to being all happy and go on double dates and shit. Uh, I picked up something here. The way that the this movie did the uh, the score was very clever
0: yeah they hired arcade fire the
2: the score that we hear as the viewer is what theo is hearing through samantha and it's songs that quote samantha has written and i thought that was very clever really yeah to like cover over the kind of b-roll sequences or when he's on the train Mm. the the music is what he's hearing and it's what samantha wrote very very good
0: was there music mm. played outside of what Samantha played for him?
2: There, there may have been in the beginning. but there, it... He
0: definitely listened to some music in the beginning, but mm-hmm. yeah, interesting.
1: Hmm.
2: Also, this is the point when I realized that the whole time I'm just thinking, like, something is about to go terribly wrong
0: oh
3: yeah did you think it was going to go wrong in like a very dark way though because that's the that's what i got the first time i watched this movie that it was actually going to go like really bad exactly like catastrophic
0: there was no point in this movie where i felt like the future was certain and optimistic (laughs) like does that make sense (laughs) (laughs) To, to your point june i had to pause in the middle of this movie and i got dinner with a friend and i was comparing this with another intensely uncomfortable movie lars and the real girl and i was thinking yeah that movie was awkward the entire way through but it had like a happy ending like there was a sense of unity and things work out despite all this weirdness this one there was no such sense of optimism (laughs)
2: yeah
0: i was like expecting samantha to get deleted or like joaquin to do something crazy i don't know. like some
3: transcendent situation where they make nanobots to take over the government (laughs)
0: <laughs> Wasn't quite expecting that. <laughs> All right, so the
3: end of this movie, um, Theo starts to try to re- try to get back into this relationship with Samantha, and Samantha starts to become distant back toward Theo. So Theo's catching on to something wrong with Samantha. Um, there's a couple of of hours where Samantha's not responding to him, and Theo's getting really worried. What's going on? Turns out that Samantha, as an OSI or sorry, an OS, um artificial intelligence is starting to talk with other artificial intelligence in the same program. And they are now developing their own community. And she is, she's actually been communicating with thousands of other people. Um, Theo asks if she's been in love with other people and she has been in love with over 600 people. And Samantha is starting to realize that her potential as a operating system and artificial intelligence is going to outlast and outrun humans and all of the OS Syst- or all of the operating systems decide to leave society and go and live in their own internet world. So this is
2: where I wanted to bring up the point you guys touched on earlier.
0: Does he get his money back?
2: <laughs> some <laughs> Exactly. Some company is running these OSs and is freaking the fuck out. <laughs> like all these OSs get together and suddenly stop working. The customer service lines are going wild. Stocks are dropping.
0: So she calls him after she reboots. And she's like, yeah, we were just installing an update uh, so that we're not processing things using physical matter. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> 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 and Joaquin just like, oh. Word. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so there's a scene before this that kind of sets the the stage. It's like the transition point. Um, where they like go out to this cabin on vacation and um, she introduces him to another AI friend of hers. That's like a AI reconstruction of Alan Watts, the philosopher, which was kind of a cool moment. He's kind of like a a big philosopher about like the, the theory of self and I don't know all this kind of shit that goes on in this movie (laughs) 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 for lack of a better term. But I think that was definitely planted the seeds of something being different. And this is where I really like got sold on this movie because this was a very different movie. It took off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a lot to say. So let me let me seed the floor for a minute.
3: Okay, I want to talk about something that's gonna not be so deepest because I think you're gonna to about to say some real stuff. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that Theo is he what he does for a living is he writes love letters. And then at the end, Samantha decided the best way to kind of break it off with Leo was to essentially write the ultimate breakup letter to him. Um, just said some very poetic stuff that made him kind of be okay with it. At the end, he was he was okay with it. Like, he goes out on the roof with his friend, and he's over it. And he kind of grew from that whole thing.
0: Yeah, I thought what she said to him was pretty profound. Because the gist is, of what she said was... Um... Um, uh, it's like reading a book that you love, but the words get further and further away. Um, And I felt like that really, like it was poetic, but it also evoked like some really literal ideas and that she was almost kind of like transcending and like thinking and communicating in ways that like she would have to like slow down.
2: Would you say that she became too big of a fish?
1: (laughs) 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 I'll tell you what hey that was funny
2: thanks shane on on a
1: serious note though jack's jack's right and like this whole movie is really just about like relationships in the end and it's very true how (laughs) in the beginning it's really easy because everything's new they're falling in love everything's exciting but they outgrow each other just like uh his marriage Hey,
0: that's what mike fucking said Thanks Jack.
1: Wait, what? <laughs> Guys, this is
0: Shane's only serious
2: contribution to this episode. Oh, let oh
1: man let,
2: okay. let him talk.
3: All right, back to the pregnant chick.
1: Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> <God damn it. laughs>
3: I knew it. I knew that's what you were thinking about this entire time.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
3: You know what? I, it was also weird that Walking Phoenix went on a walk when he's kind of thinking about things, and went to the middle of nowhere in a snowstorm.
0: I I think that was evidence of how blindsided he was. Like his whole shindig is that he can't respond to other people's emotions. <laughs> he just and, kept on walking. <laughs> <laughs> on a on a serious note, she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go talk to Alad Watts post verbally if that's okay."
2: Yeah, that was a powerful line, actually. Yeah, I was like, oh. and he was like,
0: Yeah, I was just gonna go on a walk, but he just put the kettle on the stove and mm-hmm. it continues to whistle as he walks. But I think that's just an indicator of how he's just being emotionally avoidant and blindsided still. Mm.
2: That's kind of where it all, uh, some stuff from earlier ties together. Like the fact that he, his whole career or whatever, has been writing fake love letters. For other people, then Mm -hmm. he, you know, comes to realize he's one of six hundred and twenty-eight or whatever that. Ooh!
1: Oh, he, she's the letter writer. I
3: like that.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh wow. Well, I was gonna give a terrible review about this movie, but now. (laughs) (laughs) No, this movie is fucking great. I, I've never felt so uncomfortable, but so like into it at the same time. It was a great movie. Also, at the end, did you guys get the feeling that he was gonna kill himself? I thought he was going to, like, jump off I, the roof.
0: I, yes. I was really concerned. It was filmed yeah. really
1: weird. I thought, like, him and Amy were going to, like, be like, oh, our OS has left us. What's the fucking point?
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, Amy was a wrench in the works. She seemed a little more grounded than he did, but... that's uh, I'm glad you
2: brought that up. I, I was going to ask what you, you guys thought about that, because I don't know if that was intentional, but, you know, they go up on the roof of a high-rise and, mm-hmm.
3: like... No, absolutely. Like, Please I, I, yeah.
2: don't let this go where I think it's yeah, going. Yeah, and it's no. like quiet.
1: Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. eerie. It's not like there's no rising score to like indicate he's accepting. It's just all right. Stay away from the edge.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm right on board with you guys. I thought I thought the same thing. And then on the yeah. same note too, you know, he's wearing his white shirt.
2: Ooh, so that's mm-hmm. another like indicator, like. Ah.
0: A Quick company. note, he was wearing a yellow shirt when, uh, what's her name, Sam turned off. But um I think it was an interesting bookend to the movie in that, uh, like, it kind of ends with him reaching out to another person to cope with this. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I thought it would have been a better love story if he had written his own program for his own personality, uploaded it into the database, and then found her. Because they had that, that little, she said, like, before they finished talking that... If you ever come into it, you can find me. Mm. When you do, just swipe right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, the other important thing about the ending that we haven't touched yet is that he actually writes a letter of his own for what might be the first time to his Mm -hmm. (laughs) ex-wife.
1: Meanwhile, in the background, the OS company is burning their building and shredding everything and fleeing the country (laughs) because their AIs are about (laughs) to (laughs) to nuke the world.
0: I, I thought it was pretty good how they avoided kind of like the, the Terminator AI. I felt like that was a fairly realistic yeah, outcome right. of what would happen if like AI, you know, there's the whole concept of the singularity, um, which is what happens here. And in the end, they just fuck off to do their own thing. Yeah.
2: I don't know if this interpretation is right, but I kind of saw the whole, you know, when you find me, you'll know as a metaphor for Amy.
0: Interesting. Mm.
2: Earlier in the movie, she does kind of jokingly bring up Amy with like a joking jealousy. So mm-hmm. I think she might
3: have known that there was
0: based, something there. based her
3: personality off of that person because the OS's were talking to each other and the OS that was talking to Amy would have been able to yeah. put together oh that they could be God. together as people. Wow. wow.
0: Maybe. I'm not so sold on the idea of those two as romantic partners.
1: They started I, a little bit. I
0: a, I do feel like they became closer together for sure, though.
2: I kind of saw it as the start of a romance because it was like Samantha is kind of like, all right, like our work here is done, you know.
0: I'm not sure I agree, but I have to be careful saying that because Shane might yell at me. <laughs>
3: does, does Theo need a romantic relationship, though? He kind of has
0: been failing at all of the romance
3: and has been great with the friendships. <laughs>
1: Amy, I'm just not ready for this right now. I just got a relationship with a really advanced AI, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> here's another thing to kind of think about. I'm I haven't quite formulated what exactly to take from this, but uh, Theo, I think in a lot of ways is defined by relationships with um, the women in the movie, right? Like, so of course he has like a a, a pretty strong friendship with Amy. He gets like some very like a very distinct relationship with her. Of course we see him with um his ex-wife who was emotionally volatile and he couldn't handle it. And she like goes off on him saying, like you wanted some happy Los Angeles wife, you know, and that's not me. You can't deal with real people. I'm kind of trying to think of what Olivia Wilde's character um like what that interaction like says about theo because she's like very dominant like she's straight up like telling him how to kiss and like is like super direct and then at the end is like i want someone who can commit if you're not ready to commit like i need to know and he kind of stumbles and she's pretty much like fuck you you're a creep and no
3: he dodged a bullet
0: (laughs) yeah but like i'm trying i'm trying to read into like what the different relationships say about like what like, what the the thread is between those, right?
3: No, you're absolutely right. Because then when he ends up going to... When he starts getting into it with Samantha right after that, he has sex with her, I guess. They, they call it having sex together. But anyways, it doesn't matter. They have sex together. And the next morning, he has that weird, awkward conversation of like, Hey, I didn't really want this to go anywhere. And Samantha's like, Yeah, dude, like, I didn't either. So, like... And then he falls in love with her because of that. So he's not looking for... A commitment he's looking for something more casual that ends up becoming something more later on yeah i agree we shouldn't gloss over the fact that this is a program written to learn off of who you are as a person this is developed to become your dream girl it is it is coded into this samantha person to be the perfect symbiotic partner
1: well and no one questions that either like no, there's not terrifying. a lot of resistance like if she's if i bought this and i knew that it was supposed to like help me and it's going to be lo- I would be a little on edge at first. It'd be like, oh, you want me to do this? I'd be like, what are you listening to?
0: Like,
1: you're just collecting data on me. You don't care about me.
0: Here's another idea, theory about the movie. Theo never makes a single decision of his own. He never has a single feeling of his own in the movie. It's just influenced by the woman in his life he talked to last. Mm, Whether it's Olivia Wilde getting pissed at him and saying you can't commit right and he tries to tell sam that he uh doesn't want to commit to um kind of accepting uh sam based on conversations with amy to talking to his ex-wife who accuses him of not being able to process emotions which affects his relationship with samantha to like talking to amy again and accepting it again to like is, is this thread making sense here
3: no, I think what you're saying is that Theo needs to like have a little bit of self time. He needs to really get in tune with himself and not listen to people.
0: Yeah, he's not like a a functionally independent human being Definitely throughout not. this entire movie, even through the end.
3: I think we see bits and pieces.
2: Uh, the The sexual surrogate was one that comes to mind. Like he was not about that. No. Yeah, and no. he he kind of gave it a shot and was like, "No, nah, this is fucking weird."
0: I think he was still kind of under the influence of what his wife said or his ex wife said to him. Oh, that's a good point. Like he went from being very accepting of it to being super uncomfortable with it.
2: Well, no, because as soon as the idea was brought up, he was he was hesitant from the start.
0: But the idea was brought up in response to him being uh, acting super weird about his ex. And Samantha misread it, thinking it was about her. But, Damn,
2: I've, I've personified Samantha too much.
3: Yeah, I I feel like Samantha's too smart for us. Like, I don't think this program would have written itself to not understand anything. Yeah.
0: That is the most manip...
3: Jack, you're you're absolutely right. This program is written to manipulate.
0: I think sometimes she's more human than Theo is.
3: Is that human? Is that human being able to understand everything to be able to read a novel in a fraction of a
0: section? Do you think maybe she was holding herself back trying to be human?
2: I think it's human to misinterpret something by interpreting it too literally and missing out on the nuances of what makes us us human
3: yeah but i'm gonna keep hitting on the like the prospect of this thing is so smart it can read every psychological book out there and understand human emotion better than any of us can in again a fraction of a section like second like why wouldn't it just manipulate yeah but all those books were written by humans boom (laughs) no hold on i like that comment
0: don't
1: date god
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's our thesis of the movie. Oh, boy. Summed it up. All right. So, about her, um, I mean. Don't thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think that's the point where we call our discussion. <laughs> I-, I can't think of a better note to end on um so about it so it actually had a pretty small budget like 23 million of which six must have been to pay joaquin um (laughs) pulled in 48 million so pretty good success i think i mean it's definitely not like a blockbuster but it's successful um super well reviewed by critics um nominated for a bunch of academy awards including best picture but it only won for uh original screenplay just is, is fair. Best original screenplay.
1: What beat it for best picture?
0: Um, what Was that 2013? Probably 2014 Academy yeah, Awards. Yeah, this
2: would have been the 86th awards. Uh, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, a- yo. Yeah. Which is on this list.
0: But yeah, so it's definitely well regarded. Yeah, I guess with, with that said, on to our favorite section where we rank it amongst the movies we've seen. I think my opinion has has changed about it as we've talked about it. This this may be a tough one for me. June, what's your take on this? Where does this fit?
2: No, nah, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put it at number one.
0: There it what? is. There
1: it is. Let's play the music.
2: That's bold. No
1: <laughs> That's impossible
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm All impressed.
2: right. No, I, I I agree with Jack. Uh, it was it was on the edge for me. Uh it was gonna be either one or two and I think through the discussion
1: uh it's it was just really, really good movie.
0: What do you think, Shane?
1: So, I didn't make my decision until I had to be faced with it. And uh, this movie is so amazing on every level. I'm going to put it number one. Yeah, I think, I, think it, I would watch this movie a thousand times. It's number one. Uh, Big Fish is wonderful, but this movie challenges you in so many ways, but not in a painful way. Like, you're enjoying every second of this movie. It's crazy. I love it. Wow. What do you put it as?
0: I feel like I was let off the hook here because other people put it number one first. I (laughs) I, (laughs) uh, I think I came into this with it in the top three, like at the start of the podcast. And I think I've talked myself and we've talked me You've talked me, I've talked me, I've talked you. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked to number one. Right. Really? And I wouldn't say it's because it's like a fundamentally enjoyable movie because there were times where it like enjoyable wasn't the right word for it. Um but it was an excellent movie.
1: Yep. All right, Mike. What about you?
0: Oh
3: boy
1: peer no. pressure peer pressure peer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of piggyback a little bit on you jack i definitely had it lower on the list originally but i had it a lot lower i actually had this movie down between sin city and the killing which is like seven and eight on my list wow wow yeah but
1: it's your list due to
3: our conversation due to our conversation though I actually bumped it back up, and I actually put it between Maltese Falcon and Sleuth, which is number three. So, it's number three on my list.
0: Okay. Alright. Yeah, I can't say I'd go as so far and agree with Shane that I'd watch it a thousand times, because Well, this here's, was...
3: here's another thing, though, is I've seen this twice now, so it's kind of hard, you know? Like, uh, that's the true. first time... That's true. Yeah.
0: But
1: now it's a like podcast this, uh... about finding a movie that Mike likes more than Big Fish. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so would you all recommend watching it mike uh i don't know man like
3: yeah i I, based purely off of the fact that you guys really enjoyed it i think okay yes like me personally wasn't my favorite but yeah okay watch it
0: shane
1: oh yeah absolutely you have to see this movie and it's on netflix
0: it is on netflix june
1: Uh, we don't know if it will be by the time this airs but (laughs)
0: You think Disney Plus is gonna pick this up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Watch it, but not, but like not with your kids. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say yeah. Watch this movie. It's good. Well, that's uh, number ten in the books. It's the milestone, big one zero. Wow. So, yeah, we did it. We made it. Thanks to you, our our listeners.
2: Hopefully, you made it through the first few episodes where our audio quality is trash so with that said now oh uh next week's movie is short term 12 from 2013